0: This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Welcome, everybody, to Wednesday War Games. Never has this podcast been more fittingly named because War Games, Liam... Oh my god. And here we are on the Halloween. Yes, we are. Spooky day. Days of spooky. Ghosts are are ghosting all over the place. Zombies are coming out of the ground and all other assorted spooky things. Spooky chicanery. You wanted a spooky theme song, but I shot it down because I'd have to edit it in and that's work. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it would be the same amount of editing as for our normal theme.
0: That's untrue, because you know the way we have the Voices of Wrestling intro? You are listening to the Voices of Wrestling podcast. Wrestling podcast. Everywhere. Yeah, I have that, plus the Arthur theme song pre-edited, so I can hey. just dump it on the front, so I don't I have, have to, to throw it on play. every week. So get if along I were...
1: with each other.
0: <laughs> we'll never get along with each other. Only NXT and AEW should get along with each other. That's the metaphor.
1: That's the metaphor. That's the reason I picked that song. Sure.
0: But yeah, so if we, if we change the theme song, I'd have to freaking download the, the Voices of Wrestling thing, and then get the theme song, and line up the theme song, and make sure the theme song is not too long so we can't claim fair use to PBS. Fair, fair use to PBS. It's, a, it's a whole ordeal. So I said, uh, as a compromise, you can sing your spooky theme song. Go ahead.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> Let me pull up the lyrics to Poppy's Scary Mask. I've put you on the spot. Who's Poppy? I like I don't know who Poppy I've I'm, Okay. So, a little fun fact about Poppy. Mm -hmm. I will actually be seeing Poppy perform live next month.
0: Oh, is it because of the performance on NXT?
1: I was going to the festival already, Mm -hmm. but I only know of her because of her performances on NXT.
0: And now you're like, I love you, Poppy. I must see you in person.
1: I'm never going to take it off, so don't touch me. Never going to take it off, so stop looking at me. Never going to take it off, so don't touch me. Never going to take it off, stop looking at me. I'm alright, I'm alright, I'm alright. You ain't going to see me tonight. M-A-S-K-M-I-O-K-M-A. And that's where EO would be coming out at that point.
0: Nice. I assume that's the song she did tonight. I paid very little attention.
1: Well, if you paid attention to the podcast last week, I actually said that that they're basically using this song as her theme without using it as her theme. And then she came out to it this week. So, victory lap? You,
0: you gotta fight All Elite Wrestling with Rick and Morty.
1: Oh, I uh, will wait to get into that.
0: Yeah, so uh, uh, AEW won last week. We'll talk about AEW this week. AEW kicked As off... As is with- tradition. It is tradition, yes. <laughs> Four weeks in a row. AEW kicked off with Tony Schiavone and Cody Rhodes driving in a limo or getting into a limo at the airport. Why did a- they
1: abandon Dustin? Why did he <laughs> have to
0: get a cab? Yeah, it's like, why can't he get in the... It's like, no, we want to have a chat. Dustin, find your own way to the building.
1: Poor Dustin. He never gets to ride in, in the limo. How do you
0: know? Maybe he always gets... Maybe this is the exception.
1: Maybe he had his own... Uh, what was what did it say on the side? Fancy limo or something? <laughs> I remember being... Re- like, laughing at the fact that it just said fancy limo on the side. But yeah, th- this this was... A
0: bizarre like like later in the show they cut to tony having a like three or four minute chat that with cody in the car
1: sucked man i'm like they didn't it
0: wasn't even there to like say he didn't ask cody any interest anything interesting tony just told an old-timey story and i'm all for tony being happy and old-timey but that was stupid
1: <laughs> is tony shavoni mm-hmm. just cody rhodes manager now
0: yes there's there's sexual tension between them, I must say.
1: I didn't pick up on the sexual tension between Tony Giovanni and Cody Rhodes.
0: You watch that car scene where they're driving, and Tony's oh, telling he, his story. He did keep
1: touching his leg, didn't he?
0: Yeah, and the way Cody looks at him as Tony's telling his story, I'm gonna write some, uh, uh, Coney. Coney is their shipping name. No, write it's some...
1: nope. It's definitely not that. No, it's...
0: <laughs> well, what else would it be? It, 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 Tony? Are, are we are we going for Tony? Choney. <laughs> yeah, whatever it is. I'm writing fan fiction. Rony. <laughs>
1: it
0: would be said there's there some writing going on.
1: I was going to say, speaking of writing going on, but I don't think that's a good segue. Well, yeah, the horse died this week, so yeah, there's not much writing going on at all. No, are we really going to skip the big segment in between these?
0: Oh, yeah, they put this out on Twitter. I'm not a fan of Tony Khan being on the show in any capacity.
1: But like, especially after he explicitly stated for, like, the entire run-up to the show that he wasn't going to be on screen.
0: Yeah, because because this show opened with John Moxley barging into the office of Tony Khan. Tony Khan explains to him that him against Kenny Omega is now an unsanctioned match, and John Moxley shouted at him for and a good 90 seconds. I don't like Tony... I don't like authority figures in general. I don't like company owners making themselves characters on a television show. And I don't like how many unsanctioned matches they're doing. This show started with two things i am i now in retrospect did not like.
1: See, the problem with this angle is it didn't need to be Tony. Arguably, it would have made more sense if it was one of the EVPs because Moxley could have called them out on having a personal bias in stopping him from getting a win over Omega.
0: I don't. I'm a fan of having like a nameless, faceless championship committee. It's like the championship committee have not sanctioned this
1: match. What if it was the championship committee, but it was Tony Khan's voice, but they didn't name that it was Tony Khan?
0: It's the Vince Russo man behind the wall thing. You're you're going back to two thousand WCW.
1: The man behind the door.
0: Yeah, but yeah, I I just just matches are made by some nameless, faceless championship committee, and that's it. That's that's all I need.
1: We know that the Bucks and stuff are the ones who are making the matches. That is canonically what's happening. My problem is, it could have just been an EVP and it gives Mox a reason to, like, say that this is some sort of personal vendetta against him.
0: Is that what's happening though? Is that canon within the television show? Is that being the elite
1: nonsense? It was being the elite that was reflected on the shows. Hmm. Where Nick booked the matches.
0: I consider being the elite canon adjacent.
1: Huh. I sh- should I give you a breakdown of the Halloween episode that aired today?
0: We no, we d- definitely do not need that. We opened the show with an actual good thing: Hangman Page against uh, Sammy Guevara. As I said, very sad news: uh, Hunter Horace Hemsley died.
1: R.I.P. I know. Hangman, but the, my, the reason I wanted to bring it up was Hangman did accuse Chuck Taylor of murdering his horse on BTE today. Well, that's certainly a thing. That 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 no <laughs> poor horse. And then Ch- and then Chuck said it now. It's
0: probably just old age, man. Five, uh, I was going to sing Five Thousand Candles in the Wind, but I forgot the tune of it, so... Oh, well.
1: <laughs> We've all been spared. I say, <laughs> as I sang Poppy at the top of the show.
0: We truly have. But yeah, we opened the show with on Page against Sammy Guevara. I, I, this was a really good match for Page. I think Page desperately needed a match like this. And I think it also speaks very strongly to Sammy Guevara... That him losing like this to Paige actually helps Paige. You know, he's not just a, a nerd running over him. I think Paige... Like, he felt more important coming out of this match than he went in. Especially because the crowd loved
1: him. He also didn't go 20 minutes with him. Thank God. <laughs> I I really liked this match. Sammy is really, like, showing up in AEW so far.
0: He's, again, he's one of the... the what, the four or five undercard guys that they've consciously made an effort to elevate, and he stepped into the role. Like, if you had said before AEW that Sammy Guevara will be in a featured role in the big heel stable, I'd be like, really? And then if you'd said that heel stable is him, Chris Jericho, Jake Hager, <laughs> and LAX, I would've been like, really?
1: You can stop calling them LAX now, as they're now officially proud and powerful.
0: I don't know, they said it in the pay-per-view promo, but they still don't Specifically, call them proud and powerful on the show.
1: I will be dubbing them P and P from this point forward.
0: Hmm. I'll, I'll wait for further evidence. But yeah, page <laughs> until <one>. I forget, <laughs> <laughs> it's,
1: it's they're, they're LAX. It's fine.
0: until until Impact. have a new LAX. They're LAX. Uh, page one with the bookshelf Harriet. Good match And then he cut a poem on Park, being like, "I'm gonna do cowboy things to you." And West nope. Virginia did love that.
1: That's not what he said.
0: That's that's the essence of what he said. No, nope, he said
1: he was going to do cowboy shit. Uh, we don't we don't use foul language on this podcast. Wait, since when? This is at the point where I started to get super pissed off at unnecessary crowd shots towards bored people. I was watching some old TNA the other
0: day, and it's there, and I was like did I just never notice this? And it's not as bad as was it was, because uh, TNA was directed for a very long time by Keith Mitchell. AEW is directed by Keith Mitchell. It's the same director. And I was like, did I just never notice this in TNA? Because, like, it's certainly a thing that he did then. And yeah, it's just like... Was he still, still doing it towards his, like, end of his TNA run? Uh, probably. I, 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 I I'd never... It, I never bumped on it as hard in TNA as I do here. Like, it is there. Like, as I said, I was watching, was I think it was Bound for Glory 2007. And I was like, oh, oh, he's always been doing this, but it was, it wasn't as egregious. And as I said, I didn't bump on it as hard then. And it's just like, uh, I don't, as I said, I don't like the crowd shots as a general rule. I don't think they add anything, but especially crowd shots to nobody.
1: But it's like, even if you get someone good, it doesn't like add
0: anything to the show. Get get me close-ups of wrestlers reacting and near falls, not some goof in the crowd making a dumb face.
1: Cut to the title belt.
0: Yeah, show, show me that pretty title belt. Even though there's no title belt in this particular Hangman page. I'm just saying,
1: in, well, it's not like there was only crowd shots in this first match.
0: We went to our second match, a I I think, ballsy match. Hikaru Shida defeated Shanna of uh, Portuguese. Uh, they couldn't decide if she was Portuguese or French, because she was announced as being from France, I believe. Portuguese born, but now
1: residing in France.
0: That's far too complicated for me to keep up with. Who generally works in England and Japan. <laughs>
1: I I really liked this match. I liked it a lot.
0: I thought that the, everything before the commercial break was kind of bad and then they really shot into another gear and everything after the commercial break was actually really good.
1: Um I hadn't seen Shana before. Had you?
0: I thought it was Shana McKenzie when she was coming out.
1: Shaza McKenzie.
0: Yeah, sorry. I'm all all over the place with names this week. I just saw Apparently
1: so did a lot of people because Shaza McKenzie tweeted that she got a lot of well-done <laughs> tweets directed at her.
0: Well, you know what? Uh, take the credit where you can get it. They probably should bring in Shazza, to be honest. Yeah, it's just, you can do worse. But could you imagine on Raw? Like, like she does probably, what, the fourth or fifth from top of the women's division right now? They might be setting her up for a Rio challenge, who knows? But, like, she's, she hasn't been on Dynamite yet. And Shanna is a complete unknown. Like, like, to the vast majority of the audience. Even, like, she hasn't been in stardom in a few years, I don't think. So, like, it's not like she's super relevant there. Imagine like that match on WWE television and how much it would die, and that match on AEW television and how much it was a good match that the crowd honestly got behind.
1: Yeah, both of these two women are like you can put them on any dynamite now and they're gonna get a reaction.
0: Yeah. So do you think Cheetah against Rio is the the title match?
1: Ah, uh, it seems that's the way they're building, but um, I think we're probably only gonna get like one women's match on the pay per view, and it might be a tag match with B and. Jamie Hayter versus Britt and someone.
0: Hmm. Yeah, you can't leave Rio off the pay-per-view, though, can you?
1: You put her on AW Dark Gear.
0: Dark, yeah. Because next week is Go Home, and they they don't really have... like like Brit and Bia is the, the pay-per-view program, it feels like. I, I'd hate if they did a tag. That has Shorty, that's a singles, right?
1: I mean, maybe, but why else would they bring up the partnership, except maybe just for that match?
0: I would have said just for that match, just to give... Uh, that match kind of a, a built-in story and a reason to exist.
1: Speaking about that match and this match, like these last two weeks have really, just with these two matches and these introduction of these two new women, they have like shown me that the AW Women's Division is already getting better because it was the most criticized and rightfully so division in the company, and it's getting better and better each week.
0: And the the women are getting over like like as much as you, you people can rag on Britt Baker for being a dentist. Wait, she's a dentist? I know, it's a shocker. She wasn't on this show, and they still probably mentioned she's a dentist.
1: They did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but last week she was super popular in Pittsburgh, and her finish is over, and of course Rio's over, and Nyla Rose is over, and Shida hopefully will get over, and they're, they're getting these women over.
1: I would like more than one women's match slash segment a week, though.
0: Well, you had more than one, Liam. How dare you? How you? Dare you forget oh, the no. very important Brandy Rhodes voodoo video package?
1: I don't. That's a that was a whole thing. Yeah, she's is she she's, a witch devil? She she's some kind of
0: w- witch voodoo doctor person. Who? Why is she is, sad? I don't know. Did Kong do something to her? Is she still crying because Cody got locked up last week? <laughs> yeah, that that's what broke her. That's what turned her into broken Brandy Rhodes oh my
1: god she is broken Brandy Rhodes isn't she yeah
0: for Matt Hardy it was a giant like 15 foot swanton for Brandy Rhodes it's Cody going to jail She like it's, it's it's just broken Brandy Rhodes
1: just a few notes from this match I really liked Shana's I believe how I pronounce her name well in
0: fairness Excal- Excalibur and Jayora could not make up their mind between Shana Shana and Shana, Shana right
1: yeah Um, I thought she had really good facial expressions in this match Every time they put the camera on her She was doing some sort of expression Like when Sheeta was making her long entrance
0: Mm.
1: I just really like I was like Oh she's a really believable TV wrestler Sheeta has a style and a look That's really conducive to getting over in America As we saw in this match
0: she she has she she has moved there. As JR told us, she has a bank account.
1: Now, Excalibur said she had moved and had a bank account, and then JR got teary and was basically like, "Welcome to America." Oh, <laughs> the way he delivered that, "Welcome to America," like he believed as well. it. In that moment, he, he he believed the American dream, baby.
0: She the one probably setting up maybe a title match. Who knows? Who won the match? I don't even remember who won the match on Dark the four way. Uh,
1: that was Emmy Sakurai. Or maybe a three-way? Um, well, I there was also know. a tag match on Dark this week that featured two women.
0: I know Mercedes Martinez was in it.
1: I know, which is really cool. She should be signed, as we saw. As we said, rather.
0: We shouldn't spoil the results of Darkly and people might be very upset.
1: Well, they can skip ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ali and Sadie Gibbs teamed up. And they defeated Big Swole and Mercedes Martinez. So
0: someone got the pin there, I'm sure. So maybe, I don't know, maybe they'll do a title match, maybe they won't. Who who could possibly say?
1: <laughs> well, I'm just happy that we're getting to see Sadie Gibbs after the hype videos. <laughs> and hopefully we can eventually build a way to Sadie Gibbs be in, in a match.
0: On actual television.
1: On YouTube television.
0: The real television where 600,000 people will watch. Yeah, we had that weird Brandy Rhodes video package where... She's a voodoo queen, like Roxy Laveau. She's the new
1: Roxy Laveau, I guess. Awesome Kong was there, too. I mean, I liked it. I didn't think it was bad. I just was a bit, like, shocked. No, maybe not shocked, but stunned. <laughs> is that, like, like, a lesser version of shocked?
0: I think Brandy Rhodes is, like, one of the better characters in AEW. She's one of the better promos in AEW. So her doing, like, spooky mysticism almost bums me out, because I think she's a great promo.
1: I just don't want to see her wrestle.
0: That's also a problem. The Rock and Roll Express came out for an interview. They were like, oh, yeah, titles are great. We wrestle in this building. Then LAX.
1: This fucking ruled. Beat the
0: living hell out of them and powerbombed uh, Ricky Morton through a stage. Or Robert
1: Gibson. All right. You have to do PNP versus r next week.
0: Do Do you? Well, they killed one of them, so I don't think you can.
1: I think you do it. Do it on dark and then bu- and make it look like it's been two weeks. But you need to do this matchup.
0: It was Ricky Morton that was powerbombed through the stage. As I double checked,
1: it was yes. But uh, like you
0: powerbomb them through a stage, you can't have the the sixty year old man come out the next week and wrestle after being powerbombed through a stage.
1: Yeah, but it's dark. That's two weeks from now. How
0: are they going to handle that? Because dark next week will be taped before the pay per view. So it, it kind of has to be a little non canon, doesn't it? Because the layer after I meant the that like
1: they they filmed dark this upcoming week and then because it plays the day before well yeah wait a minute you're right yeah i was in my head i was like that doesn't work no
0: because it airs the following tuesday and the pay-per-view is on saturday
1: are we gonna get like the nxt thing where they have to overdub uh commentary lines i always i hate, and
0: ring of honor do the same thing it's just arrange your tapings so that they happen after your pay-per-views why or is that so hard
1: who i it won't affect the, like, no matter what, like, people who aren't on the pay-per-view.
0: Yeah, they beat the hell out of them. And then the Young Bucks are like, hey, don't beat up our us from the future.
1: I, I'm i glad that they're doing something with to try and get PNP over, hmm. because I feel like they've done a bad job at it so far. Well, I wouldn't say they, they, they've
0: done a bad, I think they've done no job of it so far.
1: Well, like, they gave them the squash, but even that squash wasn't, like, didn't make them look out like killers. And then they did nothing with them last week besides have them in the brawl. Yeah, So I'm glad that this week It seems like they're actually trying to do something
0: We had that very long Cody Rhodes and Tony conversation Which was like, okay Apparently this was like a reference to Stargate 93 I don't care
1: (laughs) Yeah, sure Who cares, it was bad and boring
0: But most importantly, the next match Six man tag We had a a Rick and Morty Extravaganza, Liam
1: Garrett, if I can ask you to edit one thing In this world Mm Mm-hmm. Can you please edit JR saying wubba lubba dub dub? That I will do. Into the podcast right now. Wubba lubba dub dub.
0: There you go. I did that for you. you Just for you, Liam. That's how generous I am. Mostly because I clipped it on Twitter and it'll be probably easy to get the audio. Very good. He was was as miserable as people who are angry at annoying Rick and Morty fans online are.
1: Yeah, um, I thought this was fine for what it was. And as Excalibur said, it was corporate synergy. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I will say it's it says a lot about AEW and how much Turner think of them, that they see AEW as this kind of like promotional vehicle for something like Rick and Morty, which is also already immensely popular. Like like if they think we have these young viewers watching on a uh, Wednesday night, we can expose them to Rick and Morty. That that tells you what they think of AEW right now, that they think it's hmm. something worth promoting their other properties with. And also, this was a fun six-pound tag that was weirdly Orange Cassidy's first match on the television show, and he was super over, because he's Orange Cassidy.
1: Goddamn road warrior pop for Orange Cassidy. Because <laughs> I,
0: I saw him live for the first time at OTT over the weekend... And he is the best. Uh, like, he's the best. He's just the best. I, I, like, I don't know. You can be a curmudgeon, you can be a grump, but you can sit there and fold your arms and be like, this is not wrestling, me angry, me Jim Cornette. Or you can just embrace it. Because wrestling is built on the inherent idea that it has an internal logic. That, you know, why does an Irish whip work? An Irish whip works because it's pro wrestling. It always works. Therefore, it's built into the internal logic of pro wrestling. Orange Cassidy is that idea taken to a wonderful, bizarre extreme. <laughs> that, that there is an internal logic to everything Orange Cassidy does and it gets over and the audience buys into it. It's like perfect, pure, brilliant pro wrestling because the audience buys into it.
1: More so than buying into it, they're falling in love with it. Yeah, they're going absolutely bonkers.
0: And anybody that can't understand that, I think, doesn't understand pro wrestling. Because, like, that's the purity of pro wrestling you get the audience to believe in something that is not real even when it looks as absurd as the stupid fake super kicks that he throws at people's shins and get pops that's that's pro wrestling as it's like most pure brilliant form and if you don't like that I don't know what to say to you you don't like fun get out of here and be like oh they're, they're wearing wigs and doing Rick and Morty spots it's fun shut up
1: waba laba dub dub
0: I, I love the way he he left the pause between the Wubba Lubba and Dub Dub. It was like, Wobba Lubba, Dub Dub. He was
1: he was so <laughs> cranky. It was great. It was fun. Like, this was a weird show for AEW in general. It was a weird split to angles to match ratio. Very much more angle heavy than we have been seeing.
0: People, there, there, there is a, a wide held opinion that this is the worst episode of AEW Dynamite.
1: This is one of my favorite episodes of AEW Dynamite,
0: and I think the direct split between the people that will like this episode and the people that won't like this episode is the people that are willing to accept an element of fun in the wrestling yeah. show.
1: Before we go, like, because we don't really normally do an overall thoughts for these shows, what is your overall thought of this show without going into spoilery territories? For stuff haven't covered yet.
0: There is one segment on the show I kind of didn't like, which we're about to talk about in a second, and it, it ties into the stuff earlier in the show I also didn't like. And I thought everything else on the show was either a really good wrestling match, a bit of silly fun, or a tremendous promo.
1: Or something that was very, uh, on the nose, and we don't know what it means yet.
0: <laughs> well, we'll talk about that in a second. But uh, we had Cody and Chris Jericho have their contracts signing. This is the thing on the show I didn't really like. I didn't think Chris Jericho, well, I will say, Chris Jericho's attire, tremendous. Mm-hmm. He came out wearing a a, a purple, I believe, pumpkin yep. jacket with no shirt underneath and leather pants, and that was that was that was his contract signing attire.
1: Also, some really nice boots. I was a big fan of Jericho's boots in this segment.
0: And the man, the man is a stylish man. He knows how to rock an outfit. But I I, I did I didn't think there was anything to the segment. I thought it was the weakest Jericho and Cody segment so far. Jericho's promo wasn't particularly good. I thought the. Beatdown on Dustin Rhodes was very Monday Night Raw, even though Jake Hager did do the J- the Hager effect. He needed the balls. I'm a fan of that. But other than that, I thought, eh, uh, this entire segment I could just kind of... They, they can redeem it with a very good Cody promo next week because this can set up a very good Cody promo where he can emotionally rally behind his his injured brother. But other than that, I, I didn't care much for this.
1: The things that I liked about this segment were... There was a heel and there was a face, and the crowd booed the heel and cheered the face. Which, in comparison to other things on the other show where we're going to talk about, was very refreshing to see in this pro-wrestling climate.
0: Cody is very much the ace, and this audience very much believes in Cody as the ace.
1: And I'm not even saying that this is a thing that happens in AEW every week, because it doesn't. Sometimes Chris Jericho does get cheered. But on this night, in front of this crowd, Jericho got booed because he was the bad guy. And mm-hmm. no matter what, I, that's what I thats what I enjoyed about this segment. There was more things I enjoyed about this than I disliked.
0: Mm. So what else did you like? Go on, run them down after I ranted about it for five minutes. Well,
1: that was really it. <laughs> I liked that this felt like real pro wrestling. <laughs>
0: I liked the way this And was, I it.
1: Uh, and also, I liked the Hager effect being hit.
0: The Hager effect it should be his entire gimmick. I'm a little annoyed commentary didn't specifically call it out, but alas.
1: I'm, I was surprised by the lack of pop that it got. People don't watch
0: Bellator MMA, I guess.
1: But, like, there was enough talk about that online that you'd think there would be, ha look at
0: that. I don't know. I think people just don't watch Bellator MMA.
1: <laughs> I was also upset that I wanted Sammy to be shit-talking the entire beatdown, but he was just kind of silent. Well,
0: I guess the idea it, it, the idea is it's, like, this big menacing attack by evil J.K. Grant, lovable, lovable Dustin Rhodes, and I think...
1: But even while that, you'd expect shitty little... Millennial Sammy Guevara to be talking mad shit the entire time.
0: He's clearly just scared of Jake Hager.
1: I think they're all kind of intimidated by him. That's the impression I get.
0: I do like that idea that there's like he's the mean guy but he's on our side but we're just going to
1: he can do what he wants. And then of course the segment ends with Jericho smoking a cigar like a literal 70s action movie villain and getting into the car. He
0: is he is he is a tremendous supervillain. Chris Jericho doesn't he play a KKK member in that Jane Bob pop
1: <laughs> Yes, he plays a clan leader, I believe.
0: <laughs> oh, good. He's but uh, he's a good wrestling villain without being a horrible racist on screen as well.
1: Hashtag Y two KKK.
0: Oh, good God. <laughs> we got the, the the thing you probably most want to talk about on this show. Kenny Omega came out and he was interrupted by another Undertale video because all of Kenny Omega's character development happens in Tony Fox created content, Toby Fox created content. Uh, where where they teased that basically the the implicit uh, idea of this video was that there was a a lion that looked distinctly like the New Japan logo, trying to lure Kenny back to some kind of dark side. It was him. the
1: lion's mark. Uh, uh, New Japan was trying to steal Kenny back.
0: It was it was an off brand
1: version of the lion's mark for copyright reasons. <laughs> No, that was the goddamn Lions Mark, and that was a holding the G One trophy.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's like your best friend abandoned you, and they showed like a silhouette of a with the G One trophy. That was obviously a and then Sans showed up to help Kenny Omega through this tough time in his life. But yeah, the- the- there was a-, a leak yesterday that the New Japan and AEW relationship is basically a done deal or close to being a done deal, and, and- that
1: a storyline had already started. <laughs>
0: And this this certainly seemed like it.
1: Yeah, and just to you know, go onto that a bit, the Redditor post um, apparently has some credibility because they have successfully predicted pay-per-view dates and locations before.
0: Uh, which ones?
1: I don't know. I didn't delve that deep. <laughs> All I know is that in their previous Reddit post, they had predicted the correct dates and locations of pay-per-views. All right. I'm assuming full gear, <laughs> as one of them.
0: But yeah, that like when we talked about this before, like AEW launched, I, I was staunched like AEW New Japan will end up together because I think we
1: both thought that that was always going to be the end game
0: because that's that was always the, the gravitational force. Like play it to the end. What do these people need? What does New Japan need from Ring of Honor? It was really at the at the stage of AEW launching. It was production capacity, and they don't need that anymore. And you can see that that relationship has fractured through the year and become less and less relevant. What does uh, AEW need from New Japan? Probably stars. You know, having Tetsuya Hmm. Naito and Kazuchika Okada and Hiroshi Tanahashi on your shows helps because all of those men are stars. And Koda Ibushi, obviously, is probably the biggest one that they can probably incorporate into AEW storytelling and has already been in AEW lore at all in. And Okada, of course, as well. And
1: obviously, you're going to have... Well, as far as we know and we assume that Chris Jericho will be on Wrestle Kingdom.
0: Yeah, him against Tanahashi. Probably
1: against Tanahashi, what I think, maybe perhaps, defending the AEW title Ooh. against Tanahashi. Like, currently, my thought is that Jericho will defend the title against Tanahashi in the co main event of the second night.
0: That would certainly be a way to kick off that relationship.
1: And it'd be a hell of a match, and we get to see Tanahashi on rest- weekly wrestling television for the first time since TNA?
0: Since 2018? Well, I guess Ring of Honor, I suppose. Oh, does
1: that count? Is that even (laughs) weekly? It barely shows. (laughs) It's not
0: even television.
1: Do you think... I should go slightly um, off-centre for a second. In the way that there's, like, really cool Impact fans Mm -hmm. who get get very passionate about certain topics, do you Mm -hmm. think there's going to be very cool Ring of Honor fans who are going to get passionate about me saying that it's barely a TV show? You see, I would have said yes... But they don't seem
0: to There's the, the, the Matt Taven girls okay, who, who staunchly support Matt Taven. There's there's a group of female fans on Twitter who are big fans of Matt Taven. All power to them.
1: I mean, I believe it. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that mohawk.
0: <laughs> Other than that, I don't see much in the way of... Like, all of OroH diehards from, like, 2006 have already moved on. It's not the same company anymore. So they've all... Like... like Everyone that would have attended those shows, everyone that would have loved like Brian Danielson and Ring of Honor, I think has already moved on from Ring of Honor. So what they have left is, I don't know. And then when you look at like who loved Ring of Honor in 2017, it's AEW fans, it's Elite fans. So they've already yeah. moved on too. So like, what? who are the diehard people who are like, I love Cheeseburger and Silas Young? You know, I don't think there yeah. are
1: many of them. But to get back on track, I'm mm-hmm. going to propose to you a question. Sure. By January 6th of 2020, will there be a known deal in place between New Japan and All Elite Wrestling? Yes. That is your firm prediction?
0: I would have said yes even before that supposed leak yesterday. As I said, the gravitational force of the wrestling universe would have pulled these two together before long.
1: We are two who never wavered on this idea of this happening, and and I'm glad to take that. Like, the,
0: there's little pot shots coming from both sides, and people are like, oh, you know, you know, there's
1: bad blood, but, like, good business always... Well, not always, but usually trumps bad blood. But also, are you going to trust Kenny and the Bucks in anything they say about that kind of stuff?
0: No, they're always working. Like they're they, come always from, working. they come from the
1: Chris Jericho school of always work and never believe what they say. Mm. Kenny Omega tricked people for two years straight about thinking he was going to the WWE... You're really going to trust that what he says, oh, yeah, New Japan hates us
0: that, that was contract leverage as well, though
1: yes, but you know, but you know what I mean, like <laughs> they worked people so hard that the companies believed it. That's true. What I'm looking forward to is possibly two of the my favorite companies at the moment interacting, mm-hmm. and I think it'd be great for both. I think it'd be great because Elite Wrestling from the start has said they want to run shows in Japan, mm-hmm,
0: and New Japan currently have New Japan of America.
1: And I don't think they're going to be going for weekly TV in America. I think no. they'll be going for big events and tours. And you know, it would really help draw those cards, <laughs> having people like the Bucks and Kenny, and even younger people on the roster that could eventually be built up.
0: And also, AEW would be a very good excursion destination for.
1: Yeah, I think sh- I would like Shota and or should I say Shooter, to come in and team with his dad.
0: Yeah. They, we we have separated a child from his father. We can't do that.
1: That's it's immoral. It's immoral for New Japan and <laughs> AW not to mix. And plus, I just it started becoming even more obvious to me last week with the Stardom stuff being brought up, being brought up more and more. Mm. Which continued today with Shayna. I'm going to switch it every time. But like, it just seems this is going to be the deal. And we got the big the leak and this happening on the same day teasing a storyline, and a storyline seems to be happening. What about this? Do you think that it's going to lead to Ibushi and Omega? Because that seems to be the idea that most people on Twitter think.
0: Well, the, the problem is, I would have thought this was built to a dome match, but it kind of can't be.
1: <laughs> I don't think those two are going to have another match until they're main eventing a 40,000 plus building. Hmm. Like, I don't see them redoing that match for anything less than that. What are your thoughts on, uh, there's a lot of people out there on Twitter, on, on the Voices of Wrestling Discord, that are saying that they think this is just Kenny being Kenny.
0: They wouldn't have used Obushi's likeness.
1: They, they wouldn't have put the literal lion mark on the screen.
0: It wasn't quite the lion mark, Liam. It, it was, was a very it was similar an undertale reference.
1: Up. It was an undertale version of the lion's mark. It was the same colours.
0: They used too much of what would be New Japan's intellectual property for that to be Kenny being Kenny, I would have said.
1: Yeah, I, I think this is firmly in the realm of there's going to be a deal may I might be wrong but I'm never wrong and Garrett's never wrong
0: I in fact I there's no proven record of me being wrong in the history of my life so logically except when I got like three names wrong on this podcast
1: so far (laughs) this must be happening Kenny Omega was then saved
0: by Sans. he came out to Megalovania writing the wrong of Wrestle Kingdom 13 if you're going to do an Undertale reference just do Megalovania come on
1: I like Meglevania as much as the next guy. Mm-hmm. It it is my alarm. It is the song that wakes me up in the morning <laughs> at eleven a.m. when I have to wake up. But hopes and dreams, and specifically the remix that Kenny uses, is an amazing theme and is actually probably my favorite of his themes. It's it's not it's not great entrance music though. It's, it doesn't have it um... is it's perfect babyface entrance music. No, it's not. I will fight you. It's got the build up. Doo-doo. I'm not going to start singing hopes and dreams on this podcast, <laughs> but no, it's, it's
0: going to be the rest of this podcast. you singing.
1: The rest of this podcast is just going to be talking about New Japan. What are you talking about?
0: This is already probably going to be the longest episode ever. So just keep going.
1: Well, it's the one I'm most impassioned to talk about so far.
0: Mm. Your, but, your, your hot takes about Undertale music.
1: Well, speaking of hot takes, mm-hmm. what are you? Some people uh, mm. that I saw on our Discord. Uh, our Discord. We, we own it. it. Um, said that they thought that the whole Omega-Mox feud was booked weirdly on this show because Kenny came out and had a fun cosplay match in this next match while Mox was treating it like a blood feud.
0: Yeah, it's Halloween.
1: That's what I said. <laughs> it's Halloween. <laughs> it's Halloween.
0: I don't know. I, I'm i like... I I kind I get the complaint, but I don't know. It's Halloween. He came out to Megalomania. Did you expect he the Elite who sense. have
1: come out as Ghostbusters and The New Day... In previous Halloweens, to not do something wacky,
0: yeah. Can Omega once dressed as Jasmine from Aladdin for, <laughs> on a wrestling yes. show for Halloween?
1: And it was and it was fine cosplay.
0: <laughs> I will say, very upset with the Young Bucks for just doing the Street Fighter thing again. Come on.
1: Yeah, I was bummed out by that. And why couldn't they have done an Undertale thing?
0: Who? who yeah, they could have been uh, Papyrus. And
1: I, I, oh no, <laughs> forgot a name fish lady fish lady undyne undyne there we go yeah there I Was you gonna go. say iodine
0: <laughs> i've only played like the first two hours of undertale so
1: <laughs> i have only watched a number of let's plays and listened to the music repeatedly so I, I
0: at first i bought the album on um the, the music album on steam so i paid for the music
1: i downloaded it on spotify <laughs> i'm streaming it legally
0: then we had The Elite against Helico, Jack Evans, and Kip Sabian. And oh, I love this match. I thought this match was great. I, like They could do a version of this match. The Elite against just any random three people on the roster. Give it 10 minutes every week. And this audience would just eat it up with a spoon. The Elite were probably the most over they've been so far. They were way more over here than they were even on like the first episode of AEW. Like Everything <laughs> they did just got a monster reaction.
1: And the thing that I thought was super interesting about this too was that um, like you can do this match
0: mm-hmm.
1: whenever and it can fit any storyline just yeah. chuck the elite out there chuck three other people out there and you can run it every three weeks in a build to a pay-per-view and that you have a week where you don't have to do anything and it'll be fine
0: and dress Kenny as Sands.
1: And dress Kenny as a different gamer (laughs) moment each time.
0: Kenny must love Undertale. Do you think he loves Undertale more than he loves Mega Man?
1: I think he loves having a direct connection to the creator of Undertale.
0: Yeah, he's had a good month. He got a song in Smash, got a song on national television in front of 15,000 people or whatever and nearly a million people on television. Good week for a good month for released
1: town. Yeah, I was gonna say, release town. Um, I did want to mention the fact that this was technically a Super Smash Bros. Ultimate cosplay, as both Ken, Ryu, and um, Sans are all in that game. That that's true. So, um, if you wanted the correlation, there it is.
0: There you go. The, 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 everyone is here.
1: Oh, how did Excalibur not do that <laughs>
0: reference? He's clearly not a. He's a fake gamer. That's the problem.
1: Confirmed fake gamer at Shut Up Excalibur.
0: After the match, the Young Bucks were attacked by Rick and Morty, but gasp, it was actually LAX.
1: One quick thing, I want to have Jack Evans on every show in some capacity.
0: He, yeah, he's, he's he's doing kicks, he's doing backflips off people's backs. Jack Evans, fun. He's, he's a fun pro. He's a brace, like, his late career period, where he's just, yeah. like, a wacky weird dude.
1: Well, it was ever since he had that Lucha Underground run and he just decided to be a smarmy shit talker who does flips.
0: Yeah, that's
1: great. But I... If there is an AEW mid-card title eventually introduced, I need I need Jack Evans to hold it. I need to have singles matches with Jack Evans. I need an Omega-Jack Evans singles match.
0: They, there's some nice little exchanges in this match, too.
1: That's what... Yeah, th- th- this match was super fun.
0: This match was great. I, I, I like this match so much. The attack. But yes, LAX jumped um, the Young Bucks after the match, disguised as Rick and Morty.
1: Um, they were in the crowd during the Best Friends Rick and Morty scene. Were they there the whole time? Like for, the, uh, for yep, I saw them in the because I noticed the the big hooded uh, Morty <laughs> during the best friends match. Oh, jeez, Rick!
0: There, there. You go. What did you
1: think of Rick and Morty introducing <laughs> the best friends on Orange Cassidy? <laughs>
0: it was as awkward as everything on Rick and Morty ever is. I guess.
1: You know what? This wasn't the the Rick and Morty inclusion that I expected.
0: You thought it would be like more obnoxious than on the nose.
1: I thought it was going to be along the lines of an actual animated skit of Rick and Morty, like, showing up and, like, them playing that in the arena.
0: That would take way too much time and effort. Do you know how long it takes to animate stuff like that? It only had
1: to be a 20-second skit, and they could have used the exact same... They've done that for other shows. They could have done it for AEW.
0: It's still, like, a ton of money to animate anything. Sorry. There's a reason it's been two years since episodes of Rick and Morty.
1: You're a big Rick and Morty fan.
0: I watched most of season one, and I'm like, this is okay. It's not for you. It's not even that it's not for me. I'm like, it's fine. It's it's okay.
1: It's I've watched it a few times.
0: I neither like deeply dislike it or deeply like it. I think it's just there. Dan Harmon, a big fan of Community, but
1: um, I'm a big fan. Well, I was. I don't really know if I'm a big fan now. I used to be a fan of the Harmon uh, cast. What you does think... he call it? Harmon Town.
0: Do you think some of that has aged poorly?
1: Um, no. Hold on. Do we really want to get into this?
0: No, we don't. The librarians came out, and everyone's like, oh, no, it's librarians. But then John Moxley showed up and murdered them.
1: It was great. Moxley's great. Great promo. Give that man a mic.
0: It, people were like, give him a mic, give him a mic. I'm, I, I said last week that it should be meaningful, it should matter. They should give John Moxley a live mic when he has something to say. If he just came out and ranted and raved and did a promo for no reason, I'd be like, eh, you know, it's John Moxley, so it's fun. But he did, they they waited until he had something to say, and he cut a fiery, passionate promo about how unsanctioned matches suck, but he's gonna kill Kenny Omega anyway, and it's their fault.
1: Tell me mm-hmm. if you think that this is me reading too much into the story, sure. or if you agree and think that this is where what, it, what is the plan with it so far. To me, because there was like very little interaction on Kenny's part for this week, I think that the story being told here is that Kenny was in a slump, he got out of the slump, and he's gotten overconfident now, and he's underestimating Mox, and Mox is going to beat him at f- uh, full gear. Does that seem right to you, or am I reading too much into this?
0: Well, Excalibur's commentary, which, by the way, led to a very weird exchange, <laughs> where Excalibur, when Kenny Omega made his entrance, when Sans helped Kenny Omega out of a slump, very bizarre sentence to say on a wrestling show Uh, Excalibur was like Kenny Omega's been in a slump he's going through some bad times but now Kenny Omega's back and J.R. was like so you're saying he's been suffering from mental illness
1: yeah this was this was weird (laughs) Excalibur was like "Uh, uh, uh, yeah (laughs) J.R. was like oh okay like we were trying very hard not to say that, JR. yeah.
0: Yeah, like the express the express message from that Kenny Omega video package, as I said, all Kenny Omega character development comes from Toby Fox. Is that <laughs> Kenny? Kenny has broken out of his slump, but he is he's here to stay. After the he beat John Moxley, he's got or beat uh, Joy Janela, he's gotten it out of his system, and now he has Mox coming in an unsanctioned match. I do think the unsanctioned match is a way for Mox to win, but for Kenny to still main event the next pay per view.
1: Do you think Kenny's main event in the next pay-per-view?
0: I think Kenny and Jericho is the main event of the next pay-per-view. I think the...
1: they're going to wait for that.
0: I'd, I'd, I'd switch the belt onto Kenny in February, or whenever that pay per is going to be, late January, maybe. Are I,
1: I they going to do monthly
0: pay-per-views, and then,
1: like, four big ones, or...?
0: No, they're, they're four big ones. They're quarterly. I don't like that. No, I, I, I think monthly is maybe too often. Bare minimum, I'd do one every six weeks.
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because like, that's what this build is. It's a six-week build, and I think it's fine.
0: Uh, every two months. Two months would be my bare minimum. My ideal is every six weeks. Eight pay-per-views a year, give or take. But yeah, that, that, that would be my main event of the next pay-per-view, to, put, uh, to move the belt onto Kenny. I, th- I think you'd be pushing it too far out after that, and it would be delaying it for no reason, and Mox can move into a program with Pac or somebody.
1: Interesting, because I think you wait until Double or Nothing 2. Doubler <laughs> or Nothing
0: Do you keep the belt on Jericho the whole year?
1: I mean, yeah. Mm. Didn't he win the belt at All Out?
0: Uh, Yes, so it would be a a one, uh, well, double nothing would be May, so that would be the second pay-per-view, so it would be eight months, uh, I guess. I like Jericho.
1: so far, Jericho's been a perfect champion in representation. Yeah, I I still don't see him as a long-term champion, though. But, like, this is probably going to be his only run on top.
0: Yeah, which is the reason it should be... uh, he won the belt at the end of September, which would be five or six months if he lost Like last February. week
1: you were calling for Cody to win the belt. Yeah,
0: I want everybody to win the belt.
1: <laughs> Just share it? Yeah. What were we talking about?
0: <laughs> uh, John Moxley cut a really good pro John Moxley was great here. He got a really yeah. good promo on Kenny. You know what wasn't great? The main event tag title tournament match? Sure. You not th- I, th- I wouldn't have said it was great, but I thought it was a really good match.
1: Nah, this was messy. Well and it's I... the Lucha
0: Bros, it's always messy.
1: How can you like how can you like the Lucha Bros
0: private party match and not like this?
1: Well, because the Lucha Bros private party match had a bunch more flips. Well the
0: Lucha Bros had a bunch of flips in this.
1: This match was them trying to do stuff and then them messing it up. <laughs> in the private party match at least that worked in the end. Kaz
0: nearly died on that rana off the apron.
1: He nearly died on that runner on the end. There was like a solid twenty seconds of Phoenix trying to get an armbar in that led to nowhere. I
0: don't know, I would be like, oh, greatest match ever, but I thought this was a good main event.
1: As this match was going on, it seemed to me that the Lucha Brothers were like, oh, we're not winning. Well,
0: you, you said to me during the week that I think SCU should win, do you, after this match, do you stand by that take, now that they've won?
1: I, no, you are misquoting me.
0: I'm quoting you directly, that's the exact words you said. No,
1: I said I would like SCU to win, but I think Lucha Brothers need the win.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I stand by that. I did like SCU winning, but the Lucha Brothers needed to win. I don't
0: know. I would, I would like. I, I think there's two arguments for SCU winning. They've been very good on TV so far, and they it create a the better
1: story. And
0: they create more fresh matches.
1: I think it was the better story too. That's what the whole point of this tournament was leading up to. They got screwed over in the first round, but managed to come back. They cut through the second round, and then they faced the person, the people that almost screwed them over in the first round, and won. With a roll-up. With a roll-up, which means they'll probably do that rematch at full gear. Sure.
0: I still would have put the belts on the Legion Bros. there.
1: Even, to be fair though, they might win the belts at full gear and like, they just wanted to give SU like, a thank you, you're the first champs ever kind of deal. That's stupid.
0: Yeah, well, that's wrestling. (laughs) That's needless sentimentality, Liam, and has
1: no place in wrestling for it. This match was nothing. That's AEW Dynamite, um... To be fair, like, we ended on a somber note, but it was a very interesting show, and I had a lot of fun watching it. Okay. <laughs> what do you mean, okay? No, it's, uh, it's okay. You didn't like this show?
0: I did. I really, I liked the show. I, the only thing I didn't like on the show was the Kenny and Cody or Cody and uh, Jericho stuff. Okay. And I like the main event more than you. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. So I think we even out. We both liked this show. We're both positive on this show. Okay. <laughs> you okay me like that?
0: <laughs> NXT opened with a performance by Poppy, who, as you said, you're now the biggest fan of.
1: I'm ex. I, I hope to k- get somehow. I'll buy Poppy merch <laughs> yeah. at the festival that I'm going to.
0: Which then led us into Io Shirai against Candice LeRae in a pretty good match. Again, the, I don't think uh, it was as
1: good as their takeover match.
0: No, certainly not. And it's I thought it was all right. It was a solid match. I did. I hated the finish. I hated the
1: finish. Candice a lot. like really busted her nose on that, but we didn't get to see it. Yeah, because,
0: like, the referee took the chair out of Io's hands and then just threw it in the ring. It's like, that's... And it was in the ring for a good minute before it factored into the finish. And that's just stupid. Yep. But, yeah, it was a perfectly fine match.
1: Um... I, I will say, like, just as a, a I, don't what is, I don't even know the word I'm looking for. But as a sort of statement here, um, I think all of the... What are normally pretty boring and bland mid-card NXT matches were all actually just good matches this week.
0: Do you want to know what my hot take about the show is? What is your hot take about this show? Those pointless mid-card matches were the good part of the show, <gasps> and the more hyped up, like, promoted matches were the bad part of the show.
1: There were promo- they were hyped up matches on this show?
0: Well, they, they, like, the, the kind of marquee story matches, I suppose. Is oh.
1: Uh,
0: Candice LeRae's nose is leaking like a
1: political document. Oh boy. Sure. Sure. Kenneth's the race, nose is leaking like New Japan's plans to side with AEW in the Wednesday Night Wars.
0: There is there is something, that, uh, again, a bizarre pet peeve that annoyed me. They announced that the main event was Undisputed Era against Keatley and Matt Riddle.
1: Limitless Bros.
0: Uh, uh,
1: <laughs> in a very TW tag name.
0: Yeah. And they said it's courtesy of Sports Illustrated. Yes, just...
1: as in they sponsored the match. Sports
0: Illustrated broke NXT, like, like as if they're the ones that made the match. It's yeah, like... They
1: were, the, they were then, like, the Japanese wrestling sponsor, and they're going to come out with the big check after the match.
0: It's like, like, like that. they broke the news, so they made the match, I guess. You're the company! Your match announcements are not courtesy
1: of somebody else! I think it was just, like, a bad way of saying it what they meant to say was they broke the news
0: yeah it was but it's stupid
1: yeah i I mean i don't disagree
0: another annoying pet peeve i have before we get further into the show they announced that that pete dunn will face Damien priest again next week
1: and i have a simple question liam why especially since last week dunn said it was fine yeah (laughs) he's like oh yeah i lost priest beat him dunn is like
0: it's fine and now they're wrestling again. Why on earth should I
1: care? Because this show is booked week to week. Oh, it's stupid. It's I also have a I also have a problem with this show. What is it? At the start of the show, Mario promised me tricks and treats, mm-hmm. so I was expecting some Halloween fun, and I didn't get any Halloween fun on this show.
0: Absolutely nobody dressed as Rick, Morty, or Sans. This
1: is bullshit. Yeah, and I'm gonna get that's gonna get bleeped in TNT apparently. Speaking of bullshit, Finn Balor. <laughs> Wait, we didn't talk about the after the match. What happened after the match? Um, Io Shirai started beating down Candice LeRae oh, yes. and Rhea
0: Ripley made the save. Rhea Ripley made the save. Well, I'll talk more about Rhea Ripley in the, the other women's segment.
1: <laughs> yeah, but the, it was a segment that happened on the show.
0: <laughs> sure.
1: Finn Balor came out. Finn Balor doesn't like laying down for nobody, brother. Finn Balor is cutting a
0: WCW Vince Russo shoot promo where he's like Bray Wyatt put a mask on and I to lose to that nerd who does he think he is I'm a cool guy Johnny Gargano's not even a wrestler that's why I'm a heel yep I hated this
1: and I hated the, this while why, why this was happening the fans were like yeah we suck
0: I like not even they were actively chanting thank you Finn at him for attacking Johnny this, Gargano <laughs>
1: I don't like the NXT fans, and I don't like them because last, they're just disingenuous. Last week they were going, no, and they were crying, and this week they were cheering for the man and saying, thank you. Pick a lane. Stay in it. That's why I like the Jericho Cody segment, because they picked a lane and they stood in it.
0: The reason I don't like NXT fans is it feels, it, it, it rarely feels like an honest to God, audience driven reaction to what's happening in the wrestling ring. Mm. it feels like it feels
1: performative
0: it feels like this is our show we're rooting for it we're gonna cheer it's uh, not like the we we, it's we love these people but it's
1: also the wrong performance <laughs> they're true. doing the wrong reactions
0: and uh, that reflects a broader WWE trend of a uh, complete inability to manipulate their audience and get over baby or get over heels
1: what are your thoughts on the statement that Raw and smackdown are like hollywood but NXT is like Broadway, because all the lights are on Finn Balor.
0: They say the neon lights are bright on Broadway, but not as bright as here on the great black and gold way.
1: <laughs>
0: I, I, I'm not into this. I, 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 as I'm into the core idea of a Johnny Gargano and Finn Balor promo, uh, program. I think that's pretty cool. I think this explanation of the heel turn is stupid. It's it's Vince Russo nonsense where he's like uh, curses for for
1: having me job out. They had such a good and clear cut story to go with. Johnny Gargano replaced Finn Balor as the heart of of the brand, and now Finn Balor's back and he's upset that the fans turned on him and picked somebody else. And instead, they had to go for some cringy bullshit, and it's bad and I don't like it. So many boys in the back aren't wrestlers,
0: Liam. They should be fans. They should
1: be in the crowd.
0: It's stupid. This is stupid. Bronson For, Reed and Jane Thorne had no, a good... No, no,
1: no, i are not going past this. <laughs> you know what's extra upsetting about this? What? Last week, we were so excited. It was a good turn. We were so excited and we were so hopeful about this feud and this is what they done the next week and now we're sitting here and we're mad.
0: <laughs> it's stupid Vince Russo bullshit.
1: Why do we have faith?
0: Which you never should. That bicycle kick was so good last week. Like every replay I've seen of it since. It's like, oh, I bicycle killed him with it. It looked great. Or the Pele, whatever. The, 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 when he, he did the overhead kick to Gargano.
1: I know, I just wanted to criticise you.
0: You're a mean person. Bronson Reed and Shane Thorne had Liam offer match, representing his nation.
1: Yeah, um, can we stop... Okay, Americans. Mm-hmm. Can you stop with the Aussie, 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 oi, oi, oi chant? Who are they chanting for? It's both of them. But also, like, also the Brits. <laughs> you stop with it too?
0: True. Why? Like, Did the, what, what, do, you, do you do that in your own country? Yes. Oh, so it's cultural appropriation is what you're saying.
1: Somewhat. But like the annoying thing to me is they go Aussie 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 Oi 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 Aussie Oi Aussie Oi Aussie 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 Oi Oi Oi. That's not how we do it. <laughs>
0: oh, so you're you're said it. It's not only cultural appropriation; they're screwing it up.
1: But at least like this could just have been a regional thing, right? But for mm. me, it was just Aussie 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 Oi 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 over and over again. Like that was the that was the chant. They turned it into some other thing, and I remember the first time I he- the first time I heard that was at a progress show. <laughs>
0: That makes sense.
1: Like, the first time I had heard that, and it really threw me off, because like, I have never heard it done like this before. It may be done like that before in other parts of Australia, but that was what I, the first time I heard it was an English crowd.
0: So they're, they're rooting the, the most identifiable part of Australia.
1: I guess, our chance.
0: Actually, no, you can't climb an Airs Rock now either, so, really.
1: Yeah, as you shouldn't be able to. <laughs> no, you really shouldn't, but still. Just do, 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 do we want to get political. <laughs> it's It's the most recognizable
0: Australian landmark, and they've ruined it for the poor, horrible tourists that are stamping on culture, cultural cultural spiritual and, and and religious places we should be, the the foreigner should be allowed ruin all of local culturally.
1: There was a politician who was very opposed to this um the climbing of Uluru being stopped, and um in protest, she climbed it by herself without a guide, okay, and she got stuck up there. <laughs> <laughs> they had to send people to get it down.
0: Uh, (laughs) There was some real natural justice there.
1: Yeah, it's just, guys, you can just look at it and camp at the camping site around it and use the walking trails around it. You don't need to climb it. It's a perfectly nice
0: looking rock. You can see it from a distance. Also, it's much easier not to climb it.
1: Yeah, you can get your, your baby stolen by a dingo around it. Bronson Reed wrestled Shane Thor, <laughs> And another point. Maro, uh, not every time there's an Australian in a match, you need to make references to Australia.
0: Uh there's a much worse one in the, the, the Kodakai match. It's there's funny.
1: another there's a much worse one in the match that doesn't feature an Australian!
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. It's the worst one I think he's ever done. But <laughs> I like this match. This match was a good match.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I like this match, too. <laughs> they should just team these two. NXT needs more tag teams. Sure. But
0: yeah, these two beat the hell out of each other, and they had a fun little uh in TV sprint where they beat the hell out of each other. I I don't know what's going on, Bronson Reed. He was fodder for Matt Riddle.
1: He won. It's his turn.
0: Yeah, but like he was fodder for Matt Riddle a week ago, or two weeks ago, and now he's, he's Shane Thorne is fodder for him. I, I don't know how this show is booked. It makes no sense.
1: Well, I think it's just like... Shane Thorne got his few weeks build and he lost his big match against Gargano. And now Bronson Reed's going to start getting his few weeks build to lose to some bigger star. Just like Cameron Grimes did. Just like Shane Thorne did.
0: Kyrie Sane and Oscar defeated Tegan Nox and Dakota Kai to retain the WWE Women's Tag Team titles. I hated
1: this I match. I really liked this match.
0: <laughs> I thought the last three minutes of this match was good. But for the love of God, yeah. they spent... 15 minutes of this match getting the heat yeah. on Dakota Kai. They spent like 5 to 10 minutes getting the heat on Dakota Kai, went to a commercial break, came back from the commercial break, and they were still working over Dakota Kai. It's like, do something. Don't do a 17 minute match where 12 minutes of the match is nothing. Yeah. Like, literally nothing. You're just working over her forever. End of the match is pretty <laughs> good. But God, they, they they would they would not stop. Like, I, I, I was like, oh, they're working over her forever when they were five minutes into it. Then they worked over her for another five minutes. Then, when they went to the commercial break is when I lost my mind. Yeah. That's when I was like,
1: what are you I doing? And I was like, this is a really good match held back by a very long heat segment and a hot tag that immediately <laughs> got cut off yeah it's like they spent 15 minutes building to this Tegan Knox hot tag and the hot tag wasn't even that good yeah, but i i for some reason like who can explain it i was sitting there and i liked it maybe i just liked seeing kairi and oscar on nxt again
0: and their music is good even though it's not really heel music
1: yeah i like their gear a lot i like their new look
0: dakota kai known for her punishing kicks she can kick harder than a red kangaroo the native of new zealand and I know there are no kangaroos in New Zealand, Nigel. But I wanted to make the reference anyway. It's become meta.
1: <laughs> uh, it's a meta uh, thing now. Uh, he's, he's, uh, Is that racist? <laughs> I think it's a
0: little. Because he's like, I'm just going to make a reference to Australia even though she's from New Zealand. I don't care. It's definitely not cool. <laughs> well, Liam, you know what I just realized? What? AEW had Ricky Morton and Rick and Morty on the same show.
1: um, I remember seeing a a fun tweet about that, and they had stated, with Ricky Morton being taken out, I hope that Rick and Morty present the tag team titles. (laughs) Unfortunately, we did not get that.
0: We did not. Instead, LAX became Rick and Morty. (gasps) Oh!
1: Oh, I forgot to mention so that's a great point of that show. What did you think of the Rick and Morty ring?
0: Oh, I thought it was pretty cool. I thought the but turnb- I thought the green portal things were cool.
1: The turnbuckle, cover- or the ring posts. They should have just gone the whole way and had green ropes.
0: Oh, jeez, Rick, why are the ropes so green? There's my Morty I'm for you there, Liam. I'm
1: not doing, I'm not doing a
0: Rick. Do a Rick. <laughs> just burp and be I drunk. Can't... I don't have anything that'll make me burp. Oh. Uh, yeah, you like this tag title match. I thought it was stupid.
1: I thought it was pretty fun.
0: Oh, God. Uh, I, I have Larry Larry Sanka's reviews open, so when I'm running down the shows, that's just make sure I don't miss anything and I still miss how So stuff. you can get your points. Yes, but it's really just to get stuff in order. And Larry, Larry, I like Larry. Larry's the best. But he says in his match thoughts that they worked a great heat segment. Larry, it was 15 minutes long.
1: And I don't want to start beef with other people who are reviewing wrestling
0: Larry's the nicest man on earth Larry's great but Larry
1: and while we're here Joe lands. <laughs> how dare you not like Orange Cassidy yeah
0: let's fight we'll fight with people Joe hates Joe hates fun anti-fun police came out and droves today
1: ironically he would hate the anti-fun police
0: <laughs> mm. <laughs> as much as I didn't like the tag title match the, the post-match segment I thought was really good more or less uh, I I didn't really work out what the battle lines were until the very end, but really? Well, like like people, when when I thought Bianca Belair was a baby face, nah, and then Shades of Grey, she came out and jumped Candice LeRae, and I was like, who's even on what side here? <laughs> but
1: like, and it's like I thought Rhea was a heel for a long time, and it's like, oh wait, no, she's like the cool badass Roman Reigns figure.
0: Yeah. So so uh, for some reason. The Female Undisputed Era, which I, 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 I again also DM'd you during the show that the four horsewomen at Undisputed Era are the exact
1: same stable. And what did we give their stable name?
0: Uh, undisputed Women, I think you said. <laughs> I was like, that makes no sense, but that's their name. They're undisputedly women. It's a fact.
1: The Horse Era.
0: But for some reason, the horse well, the horse year ended this week when Hunter Horse Hemsley died.
1: Oh Jesus
0: Christ! I'm sorry, it's it's the fact. Um, the, the four horsewomen came out, or well, three of them. Um, uh, for some reason, and attacked uh, Tegan Mox. and Mox, Tegan Knox. Tegan John Mox. That when she te- when she goes to AW and teams with John Moxley, that's that's if that's not the team name, there's no faith in the world.
1: Oh poor shooter getting replaced he can, he can have
0: a sister or a mother
1: I, let's not get too no, deep his mother is Renee true. Young
0: that's true uh, I've but seen th- the art <laughs> oh god
1: not that kind of art
0: okay. it's very wholesome uh, Tegan Knox and Dakota Guy got beaten up before Rhea Ripley came out Rhea Ripley against Shayna Baszler feels like a big match I know that's not going to be the takeover match because there's a War Games match but when they get to Rhea Ripley against Shayna Baszler I'd imagine that's who's going to beat Shayna Baszler
1: yeah um, like I, I said a couple weeks back, Shayna's one of the highlights of the show for me. Like, I like all of her title defenses, but the me one mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to war games, women's war games. I, you know, my one thing is though.
0: They're stealing our SEO cause it's called women's war games. And that's WWG, which is our podcast. That's, oh, that's no. your one issue.
1: No, my one issue is that I wish if they were going to do the women's war games, it would be the only war games on the show. Uh,
0: like it's it's always uh, like when there's two Helena the cells and two TLCs. It's overkill. Just do one. And good two one. Money
1: in the Banks. And yeah. Two Andre the Battle, Andre the Battle Royale. Yes, that's what I'm going with. Andre uh, the Giant Battle Royale's at WrestleMania. It's like two Royal Rumbles. Like just give them. Like, it' sh- theirs. Makes more sense anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the, the 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 teams, I think, are Candice Lerae, yep. Rhea Ripley. Tegan Nox and Dakota Kai against and a mystery you part.
1: see there was five on the other side so are, are they going to dump one of the part. horsewomen I think it's Can... do you want my prediction of who it's going to be go on I think it's going to be Tony Storm
0: oh to, to make it 5v5 yep I, I was thinking it would be 4v4 and one of the horsewomen will get dumped but that makes more sense to even out, yeah, the, I, even think out I think the they're going to do
1: a big Tony Storm debut and put her on the babyface team
0: so yeah the, 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 the heel team is the three horsewomen Bianca Belair who's apparently a heel and Io Shirai <laughs>
1: how many we all thought Bianca was gonna like go to Raw or something (laughs) but she's still around well yeah but
0: this angle's great and as I said there was a face off in this angle between Rhea Ripley and uh, Shayna Baszler that felt hot that felt like oh yeah this is a big match
1: I don't want to nitpick it too much because it was it was a great um, angle Mm. and I liked Rhea at the end just recruiting one of the <laughs> security <Yes>. guards. Because <laughs> they were. They, yeah, they had the
0: battle lines drawn, security was there. Uh, William Regal came out and like, War
1: games, grrr. The, the crowd knew what was happening They were face. literally chanting for war games. They were chanting for us.
0: They were, that was a chant for our podcast on the show. You should
1: cut that bit out and just use it for the intro.
0: <laughs> they, especially William Regal saying war games.
1: Yeah.
0: Cameron Grimes and Tyler Bade, again... The meaningless point... Well, this match at least had some story last week, but it's it, it's not going anywhere. Cameron Gimes and Tyler Bate had a really fun TV match.
1: Yeah, I, I don't have any thoughts on it, though. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it, it was there.
0: I have one single thought on it. Mm. I was at OTT on Saturday, Liam.
1: Wow, you got to see the match of the year. But uh, Is that what we're going to talk about?
0: <laughs> no, nothing about that. Tyler Bate missed that show because of, quote-unquote, medical clearance
1: yeah because he's not medically cleared to get hurt on OTT
0: <laughs> he sure seemed fine on NXT tonight
1: just well, saying you know what it was they didn't mm. want him getting hurt before he did a big TV match a big a, TV a match a big
0: TV match <laughs> but him and Trevor Lee it's just it cannot Cameron Grimes I will say the, la- the last two weeks of Cameron Grimes is the most I have liked him in a very long time because he's a very variable wrestler who everyone's like oh yeah on paper he could be like the next big thing He can routinely be extremely boring. And the last two weeks, he's been great. Uh, Killian Dane attacked Tyler after the match, so...
1: After distracting Bait, similar to distracting Boa.
0: Yeah. Poor Boa. Boa wasn't on the show. I miss Boa.
1: I do miss Boa. Stop constricting Boa. I made that joke last week. Get out. (laughs) You're worse worse than Mauro. Oh, before we get into what I should be going to talk about, a hype video coming up.
0: The Angel Bears the Pipe video, yeah.
1: Yes. Uh, flag Watch. Uh-huh. There was a flag this week. I think a new flag?
0: I, I didn't see it. I've only ever noticed one of them, so you're just imagining them. But sure, go on, um, what's the flag? There was an
1: Undisputed Error flag in their backstage warming up segment, but you could only see, like, a corner of it. Hmm. But I had to make mention of any flags I see on the show.
0: Of course. We got a nice little Angel Garza package with uh, some WCW Hector Garza footage. Just telling you that he super
1: is. Baby face Angel Garza. Yeah. Sure, hope he beats the bad Leo Rush.
0: Yeah, face heel dynamics on the show are weird. I like John Moxley and 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 Kenny Omega are working like you know their shades of gray there. Yeah, you can choose your side, but they're consistent. Yeah. Whereas everyone in this show flips week to week. It's bizarre.
1: Well, next week he's going to come out and rip off his pants and, like, act all cocky, and he's going to be a bad guy again. So,
0: Which brings us to our main event, the Undisputed Year, against Matt Riddle and Keith <clears throat> Lee in a... I don't know, it's a good match. <clears throat> what, do you gr- what are you grumbling at? The Limitless Bros. Actually, Mauro called them the Bro Limit Soldiers, so that's what I'm going to go for. I've upset you too. I've upset him into silence. <laughs> oh, jeez, Liam! They're the bro witted soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> My physical pain. Oh, imagine the freaking Rick and Morty references Marrow would have made.
1: I'm surprised he didn't make one as like a little shot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, this this main event pretty good.
1: Yeah, I thought it was alright. It was. It was, it was like the exact tag match you thought it was going to be.
0: I feel like the build to the men, like, I think they did a pretty good job of organically, like, building dissension across the women's division over the last three weeks. You know, all that building to war games. I think they did a good job of having all those little programs intersect in a fun way. This one, mm-hmm. it just feels like, all right, we need people for the Undisputed Ear to wrestle. Matt Riddle, you're back. You haven't had a problem with, um, what's his name? Adam Cole since the very first episode of NXT on USA. But, eh, yeah, sure, you you can do the team. Like, where was D- Dijakovic?
1: Yeah, well, I think he's going to get added eventually. They're doing a story where he wants to help, but Lee doesn't trust him. Mm. I think him and Velveteen are going to be the other members.
0: Who's going to be the fifth on Undisputed Era?
1: Well, it, sh- it should have been him and Velveteen and then Gargano, and then it should have been Undisputed Era and Bala, but it seems we're getting the singles match instead.
0: So it's just four on four for the Undisputed Era, which would be Matt Rilkeetli, Dijakovic, and Tomasa Champa.
1: What dream should be in this? <laughs> like, uh, who do you put a with Undisputed to... Year to even it out? That their new fifth member, Marty Skrull, Matt Taven. Now he resigned. Didn't you? Didn't you get told?
0: Who? Who can they get from Ring of Honor to 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 add to Undisputed Year Marty Skrull.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. What do you mean no? because I don't want it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> whoop whoop.
0: Uh, but yeah, that's NXT. NXT pretty good.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like we were like kind of being down on it, but it was a pretty good show. If I, if,
0: I think if if last week's NXT was ahead, dead with this week's AEW, I'd probably prefer NXT. But that's not yeah. the case. No. <laughs> NXT is fine. There's like, and they're building towards War Games, so I, I can at least watch most of these things and go, "This is what's why is most of this is happening."
1: Yeah, it, that's what. I, like these last few weeks of NXT feel purposeful. Like actually, a plan. There's a light at the end of the tunnel now.
0: Yeah, finally, <laughs> we can see the light after six weeks of NXT on USA. That's like, uh, where's it going? It's that's just petering around. Why? Why is Damien Priest wrestling Pete Dunne again?
1: Yeah. Before we get to our our who's gonna win, before mm-hmm. we get to, just to you know increase the suspense, I just wanted to get your quick thoughts because this is our fourth week of podcasting. Yeah. What are your th- thoughts on the last 4 weeks of both AEW and NXT as a whole?
0: I think NXT started bafflingly like mediocre and have worked their way well not media like the first episode on USA was actually really good. But everything since then or the first episode head to head when they did the mini takeover. Yeah. Everything since then has just been kind of like why is any of this happening? It just mm. it's that some of it's really good, but why is any of it happening? And now, at least, they've started building towards war games. And I think, on the whole, AEW have done a really good job of doing weekly television. I know people didn't like this week's episode because they hate fun. But on the, on the whole, I'm like, I, I'm into their programs. I think all of the key programs on the show are good. I think they've done a good job of elevating young people. I think they've had good wrestling. It's, it's pretty much good all around. I can't complain about AEW Dynamite. Yes. I
1: think, yeah. Well, with Dynamite, for me, it's a weekly wrestling show that I look forward to. And that hasn't been the case for a while,
0: and the crowds for Dynamite are
1: just insane. And NXT for the at least for the last two weeks, even though I haven't been excited for the show, it has won me over while watching.
0: Yeah, they, they they've had good matches, good angles, and uh, only nitpicks at Mauro and annoying bits of Finn Balor's storytelling and other little bits and bobs. Macro level, it's pretty good.
1: Yeah, and it's and let's be real, like as much as Mauro is a thing. We also do enjoy listening on listening to him to dunk on him.
0: Yes, we, the, the, the NXT segment would be ten minutes shorter without Mauro to dunk on. So God bless you, Mauro, and I don't change. Thank you for the content.
1: I'm still pissed that there were no tricks or treats on this show. That's the reason you're picking AEW. Yes, sure, that's it.
0: That's the difference maker. More Halloween-related content.
1: mm Hmm.
0: I'm, I'm also. I, I thought the, the, the shows aren't like miles apart this week, but. Like, that crowd will always elevate it. It's hard to beat.
1: Yeah, like, it's... (laughs) To go back to the famed Cody Jericho segment, it feels like wrestling. Yes, that bad... (laughs) It doesn't feel like a studio show. Ooh, heavy shot at the NWA. (laughs) I've seen ten minutes of NWA power. I've watched every Eddie promo. Uh,
0: Our poll 171 votes, 74% AEW, 26% NXT, so...
1: I don't know if Sorry. I expected that much of a. It was closer Split. last
0: week, and the the gap was bigger last week. Oh no it wasn't. Last week's NXT was good. Sorry, AEW yeah. was just great.
1: Although you know, people hated the show. Apparently,
0: people d- people d- like that this is a a divisive episode of AEW Dynamite. But mm. just have some fun. It's like uh, I'm. If this was the show every week, it would it would grade on me. I, I, I won't, but, like, this is the first time their show was that like, and he's just kind of goofy silliness, and I'm okay with that every four weeks.
1: <laughs> and it was
0: Halloween. It was Halloween. Spooky, fun time show. And th- they played Megalovania.
1: They played Megalovania, Liam. I forget who mention this. It, perhaps it was either, maybe Tre- Trevor Dame or was it, um, Bozmoz. But, if they should have had pumpkins out there to let people know it was going to be a wacky Halloween episode.
0: <laughs> That's how you tell people?
1: Yes, you let them know. Oh, look at the wacky, look at the wacky setup we have this week. Things are gonna be cool and different. And Rick and Morty's gonna be here, bro.
0: They should have put pumpkins in the shape of Rick and Morty characters on top of the ring posts.
1: Exactly, and then Hager should have put Dustin's head in one and smacked it against the the car <laughs> with his knee. <laughs> with his knee. He should have
0: kneed a pumpkin into Dustin Rhodes' balls.
1: Everything about that segment was jr going oh he dented the limo when there was clearly a dent before yes. he snuck his head in
0: in fairness it, it was fine because you probably wouldn't have noticed it like in real time it's like oh there is a dent in the limo but then they showed the replay and jr was like look at this look at this and then you can see wait the limo's dented the entire time <laughs> i'm gonna be real with you Garrett. i noticed that in real time well i'm blind i'm upset obs- yeah you never noticed the flags I I do never I noticed the the, the Jai Jakovic one last week. That's the only flag I've ever, like, I'm like, oh, it's the flags. You gotta keep an eye out. Uh, Match of the week. Hmm. I'm going Elite Six Man. I like that match a lot. That match is fun.
1: Garrett, you're gonna be mad at me.
0: What are you gonna pick? (sighs) Are you gonna pick the bad match?
1: Shanna and Cheetah. Really? Yeah, I really like that match. Alright.
0: I thought you were going to pick the, the, the Women's Tag title match. That's because that was my number two. I would have given out to you a lot about it.
1: <laughs> No, yeah. I would have done my 15
0: number... minute heat segment rant all over again. I would have went into it for another five minutes of this podcast.
1: They're both going to make the spreadsheet, brother.
0: Where can people find you on the interwebs, Liam?
1: At Larrikin. L-A-R-R-I-K-N You nailed it. I know, I even tried this week after the last week. I just gave up and didn't even give it out.
0: You can find a lot more All Elite Wrestling coverage on the Voices Wrestling Podcasting Network with Everything Elite every Thursday night. You can listen to Nate, AB, and the wonderful Mike Spears. Also, you can listen to Shake the Ropes every Saturday for all your WWE coverage in the world, probably more WWE coverage than you could ever possibly want. You can follow me on Twitter at Garak and or E-T-T-K-I-D-N-E-Y. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at WarGamesPod. Remember to vote. Yeah, vote, vote in the poll. And watch both shows before you vote in the poll. Don't you ruin yeah, democracy. Be,
1: much like us, be completely unbiased going into the shows. There's, there's people
0: that do Wednesday Night Wars shows, and they go on in the air like 15 minutes after these shows air, and it's like, you're sacrificing the integrity of your show just well, to be first. Stop it.
1: Also, you need, to, you need to have some time to digest it, you know? Yeah, you need
0: to sit on AEW Dynamite and be like, I like Rick and Morty.
1: Yeah. Um, Also, the Voices of Wrestling Discord, go in there, chat. I'm in there a lot. Yeah, I'm never in there, but sure. Give out to Garrett for being 35 minutes late to recording a podcast. One, I was 10 minutes
0: late. And two, you deserve it. (laughs) Is that how we're ending this? (laughs) Oh, jeez,
1: Liam, goodbye. (laughs) Bye.